0: And welcome to the Pretty Little Liars podcast on time travel murder mystery com, also known as Bros Watch PLL. to sure do? Even though it's episode twenty, we just came up with that title. Hell yeah! But magically, all the episodes are called it. Mm-hmm. So S one E twenty, someone to watch over me. Oh yeah. Which in PLL land is not a good thing.
1: Great title. Well. The, it- well, with PL, classic PLO, I won't get into this when we talk about the actual contents of the episode. There's, I hate, I feel stupid using this word when it comes to PLO, but there's like a certain nuance. <laughs> no, you know, certain irony to This is a
0: nuanced show. It's yeah. a very nuanced show. I, that's, I'll back that up. Yeah. Uh, although this title not nearly as good as the title of the next episode we'll get to at the end of this episode.
1: Oh, that's so, I'm so fascinated to see what happens next week. Anyways, yeah, let's go into it.
0: So, the opening uh, Spencer walks in talking to Emily. Of course she's talking to Emily, her doppelganger. About mm-hmm. how like she can't even like like she's sucking at algebra now. Like she she can't even it all used to make sense, you know, solving for X, but now she's the X and
1: Hold on. Algebra can get really abstract and mm-hmm. that's what Spencer liked about it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now she's the X factor, she doesn't like it. Essentially, like she's she's very stressed out. Even she may not realize that completely, like that that's why she's having trouble in school. Yeah. But straight a smarty pants Spencer suddenly having trouble, and it's clearly due to the constant paranoia and psychic games that a is playing with her
1: mm-hmm.
0: psychic games, sure,
1: okay so the uh, cop the,
0: the, the yeah. uh and then her mom shows up and's like oh f y i the cops have a <laughs> warrant to search all your stuff, and even my like lawyer powers can't stop them, yeah. And so Spencer freaks out, runs upstairs, cops are going through all her shit, and their mom's just like, don't say anything, let it happen. Uh, Poor Spencer, like, she really has just been losing her mind these past three episodes. And you do feel bad every time she looks at her parent to kind of, like, fix things, because that's what she's used to, and they can't. And, like, and she begins to wonder if maybe that they are not on her side. Like, she, she's definitely feeling uh, like she doesn't have anyone to watch over her except for A right now.
1: Yeah, so the yeah the cops are searching Spencer's shit. And, uh, like, Veronica Hastings makes a crack about the way they do it or whatever. And the one cop they cut to, like some kind of detector or whatever, mm-hmm. it gives her, like, this, this half-a-second look. But the look almost communicates, like, hey, lady, I'm just trying to do my fucking <laughs> exactly. job here.
0: It's just like, <laughs> ah, come on.
1: Like I have like a mortgage and a wife who hates me and kids who don't love me and like I have to eat shit from you on my job. Come on, man. But uh, as yeah, so the cops are looking for things to connect Spencer to Allison and what happened to her. And so Spencer's, you know, having some serious motherfucking emotional turmoil here. And then enter Ian.
0: Enter drinking Ian milk menacingly. Oh no, no, it's not just that he's drinking milk menacingly. He he enters the frame and watching. He's not exactly smirking. But he's not, not smirking either. He's
1: making that, like, he has, like, like a very, that Ian face.
0: He has a very, like, I'm keeping my, I'm keeping my expression neutral, but you can tell it's, it's taking effort type of look on his face. And he just stares at Spencer for a moment. And then, like, I, I love the way they shot it. Then suddenly he, like, he raises a glass of milk that was out of frame and takes a sip of it. But, because it's, it's like the most domestic of all drinks, you know? And he, but, Ian but, but, is well, like a, a symbiotic threat to domesticity.
1: But while, like never looking away from her and never blinking.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> drinking his evil glass of milk. I love the way they frame that shot.
1: That's how the ep- that's how the opening ends.
0: Yeah, that was the opening. Just him drinking <laughs> his evil milk.
1: <laughs> um so then uh episode proper, we get right into Arya and uh Aria is like it starts up as like she's incredibly interested in what's going on with Spencer as she hears about it on the phone and then it's like oh wait a second something's happening in my life I'll call you back
0: I have so many notes on Aria it's almost embarrassing Excellent. Uh, Excellent. she's she's shocked that cops can just like come in and go through your shit as she's talking yeah. to Spencer on the phone you know
1: Aria yeah Aria has a certain it's funny Aria of all people has a very strict code of Understanding boundaries. Mm-hmm. At least that's how they apply to her.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and her understanding. Let's, let's talk a little bit own. about her outfit here.
1: Yes. She's yes. got
0: on. It's like a rust-colored sweater vest that has like very big, like, like holes in sides for sleeves and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's a very strange garment, even without the like Technicolor tigers on the front of it.
1: they're like Warhol tiger pattern. Yeah.
0: And then uh, there's like some buttons on the shoulder, which I really it's, wish I could see more of.
1: It's like a psychedelic, Warholian Cosby sweater.
0: And when I say buttons, girl, I don't mean like buttons that you fasten to, you know, to keep a garment together. I mean like no purpose like, at all. Buttons, buttons are the kind you used to see on like people's hats or like yeah. jackets. You know, little like safety pin type of buttons.
1: These are needless buttons. Yeah. These are ARIA buttons.
0: They are definitely ARIA buttons. So uh, she goes down, uh, downstairs and her, her detective powers, which are unmatched, but only when she feels like using them, mm-hmm. like she immediately deduces that, uh, her mom was there and then just left. Then her parents are still sneaking around.
1: Well, no, it's, it's so juicy is that Byron's sitting at the sink, clearly staring out the kitchen window at something intently. Mm-hmm. He turns back to Arya, sees her, then looks away again, and says, "Your mom just called. She's going to come over for coffee." Pan over to Arya, who looks down at the kitchen table, and there's two half-drank cups of Aria, coffee on the just, table.
0: Not unlike Sherlock Holmes, immediately is like, "Why? What are these two coffee cups doing here? It yeah. seems like she was already here." So this kitchen table exists in another dimension that already happened. <laughs> I love that yeah. line. Yeah. And like, I love the way she like, she like forces the whole story out of, uh, Byron and Ella about like, oh yeah, so she was here. Oh, so she stayed over. Oh.
1: Yeah, Byron is a terrible liar when it comes to basically the affair that he's having of his own wife. Well, and he says,
0: you know, she says, you, you know, you're sneaking, you snuck mom into the, into, you know, your house. And he says, well, technically you can't sneak into your own house. And Arya's just like, I will remember that game set match. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So then then instantly like like
0: Ella shows
1: up and she's just like, Oh, did your dad call? Did he tell you that I'm just gonna drop by, that I haven't been here all night or whatever? Mm-hmm. And Arya is basically like, You're a bad liar, mom, and it takes one to know one. and
0: Arya's just like, Go on, dig deeper. Yeah. yeah. I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, she basically she's forcing her parents to explain their sex lies to her. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, and they're they're she's making their lies like such a show for her amusement.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, and then she's like, and how how did this happen? You know, and like uh Ella's just like, It just sort of happened <laughs> you
1: know. Like not good enough. That answer's not good enough for Arya.
0: Arya's just filing this all away for if she ever gets in trouble with her parents, she's just gonna pull this out. And then, of course, she volunteers to make dinner with her brother for her parents.
1: Well, first of all, Mike. Mike is clearly on the rag in this episode. <laughs> he shows up and, you know, like, blah, 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 dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. And then Mike is basically just like, oh, my parents
0: make me so angry. Mike thinks he's on an episode of, like, My So-Called Life. Arya, meanwhile, thinks she's in the parent trap.
1: Yeah, seriously. Seriously, yeah. So Arya... As a romantic gesture for her parents, volunteers her brother and her to make dinner for the parents.
0: I gotta tell you, that never once happened in my household. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Never ever. Um, So later on, uh, there's a scene where they're all kind of commiserating with Spencer over being a murder suspect. This is a quintessential
1: Aria scene.
0: Spencer has to leave. Her mom wants her to come home, so they're all going to walk Spencer out. Except so Arya stays behind. They're like, "Hey, you coming, Arya?" And she's like, "Yeah, just a sec. Just got to text my BF teacher friend, you know." And I love yeah. that she stays behind. Like she's she's already kind of abandoning her friends for Ezra.
1: Yeah, she couldn't even like walk along, like walk and text. Mm-hmm. Like she's got to stay behind at the table. So she crafts this like flirty sexy text like, and
0: sends it to her mom. Texas, I, I didn't grab the actual message. Something about, I like, can't wait to be looking into your pretty eyes again. Well, it's just
1: it. like, I can't stop thinking about your eyes. Like, looking into them. I wish I was with you right now, or something like that.
0: XOXO, Arya, yeah. yeah. Sends yeah. it to mom.
1: <laughs> and Ella
0: is like, the fuck is this? Holly Marie Cron's, uh she crushes it in this episode. Yeah. She, she's having a lot of fun.
1: Well, it, it's... Th- there's a lot of parallels that are... that If you hadn't noticed them before... To me, in this episode between Arya and Ella, like yeah. Arya clearly is Ella's daughter and vice versa, because uh, like this that scene we just talked about, where like Arya is just like her mom's lying to her, and Arya's like, by all means, go on, you know. Mm-hmm. Ella returns that to Arya at one point, where Arya is clearly like, like, like stumbling with her words, and Ella's just like, no, no. Please continue this one. I'd love to hear how this turns out.
0: Well, Ella gets the text. It says, thinking of your eyes, how I want to be looking into them right now, this second. Exo, Aria. Ella gets that and she's just like, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hmm. Interesting. You know, files that away. And then the next time they see each other, presumably Arya just like goes into her mom's class to like eat yogurt during like a, I don't know, like not like lunch, but like some sort of break. Like, I don't know. It's a yogurt break, yeah. Yogurt break. Who knows what the hell she's supposed to be doing. She drops by mom's class to eat her yogurt with her mom, which is weird enough on its own. Yeah. And the mom's like, so, uh, you know, I got this text. You should be a little more careful. And Arya just flips the fuck out immediately because, uh. yeah,
1: yeah. Ella shows Arya the text. Arya is immediately like, oh, shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... And Ella, this is a mystery that Ella wants to get to the bottom of.
0: Oh, before we get to that, though, Ella's doing a little fishing on her own. She's like, so so, how long have you known about me and uh, your father? And Arya lies through her face, you know, because Arya lies about everything constantly. She's like, oh, this morning. And Ella's like, yeah, bullshit.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, but then Ella has something on Arya, and she gets to enjoy it for about two seconds before Arya completely overreacts and, like, throws a bitch fit about how this is private, you know?
1: And Ella is mostly just teasing that. Oh, I'm just going to start looking in the eyes of all the boys in the hallways now, see if I can deduce who this like mystery man is. And Ari is just like, everyone's entitled to privacy.
0: <laughs> well, it's just like, <laughs> look, I don't get a lot of moments like this. I'm trying to enjoy myself here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but so- she's like,
0: but but Ella's basically like, okay, fine, I understand you want privacy. I'm not like, I'm not going to be a douche about this. I'll delete the message, you know, because Ella's a cool mom.
1: Uh, so like later we're in Arya's room and at first I was like, is Arya packing her fuck bag? This is like an <laughs> overnight bag, but now she's packing basically her Ezra bag. It's like all of her mementos and keepsakes from Ezra because she's <laughs> smart enough to realize that the door has been opened that her parents might get a little more investigative.
0: Well, and also Spencer just got served a search warrant and it's certainly well, possible the other girls could as well.
1: The problem with this is that Arya is very smart in one aspect and incredibly stupid in another aspect which we'll get to. Yeah. Um so she packs she's packing the bag but she decides not to pack away the Sherwood Anderson book which we've seen in a previous episode that has the uh, uh the inscription from Ezra that, you know, whenever you need to leave Rosewood for a while. Mm-hmm. so She leaves that, you know, on her nightstand on top of her other books. Because Arya's the kind of girl that has three or four books on her yeah. nightstand. I just
0: want to point out a couple of the items she packs. Scissors and a coaster from the bar she met Ezra at.
1: As we're going to see in this episode, uh, Arya's, like, form of sentimentality is outrageous.
0: She's a tool. Let's just put it that way. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, so Byron and Ella, we discover, are very nervous about that coming out about their secret relationship, uh... There's but- a key
0: line here where Ella says that Arya ends up with all their secrets.
1: Yeah, it's because she's A.
0: Mm-hmm. And then Byron, like, Ella just drops a mention, like, well, you know, she's seeing a guy, but she, you know, she she kind of flipped out when I mentioned it. And Byron just turns into, like, a total douche, like, uh, well, out of nowhere. Well, not out of nowhere, he's always been a douche, but...
1: Is Byron a total douche? Yes, it's undisputed. But Byron brings up the, you know, he's a little bit concerned considering they did just have to pick up their daughter from the police station recently. And so, Ella is flat out like, "Oh, that? I completely forgot about that. No big deal." And it's like, well, at that moment I was kind of like, "Now we kind of understand where Arya gets."
0: Well, certain let things me from. let me stick up for Elian, our Ar- Ella and Arya here. They were at the police station because they thought they had found evidence about the murder of their friend and brought it to the police it's not like it's not like she was at the police because she's hanging out with the wrong crowd and got busted for pot or something like that you know i
1: think what byron is saying is that this is an element of danger that's entered Arya's life you know what i mean like one trip to the police station byron
0: byron's just just using it as an excuse to be a dick He basically is using it to, like, get all up into Arya shit, and, like, the argument very quickly becomes about trust, and obviously this couple doesn't really trust each other.
1: Yeah, 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 and that'll come up in this episode. But, uh, so, then back at school, maybe the next day or what have you, um, Arya's talking to Emily, she spends a lot of time with Emily in this episode, which Mm -hmm. is interesting, I guess because she can't really deal with Spencer, Or she has to deal with her her Topa. Yeah, um... So, Arya, you know, she's lucky that she didn't mention Ezra's name in the text, but she, uh, she gives Emily her, her Ezra bag, her fuck bag. <laughs> and, um, Emily starts to question some of the items in it. And Arya sends a sense of tally, like the plastic spoon.
0: <laughs> From she their first coffee date.
1: <laughs> Which, that's creepy. That's probably a gross plastic spoon um or the darts that she stole from the bar <laughs> the night esther read his short story at the bar like it's just like, just like, like, a, like a right mania vein to aria that we've never witnessed mm-hmm. 20 episodes but uh basically what i love about this is like since the girls are all aware that at some point the cops are all going to be searching through their shit hey emily yeah <laughs> can you hold on to my incriminating evidence for me okay thanks
0: mm-hmm because the cops will never search Emily's house, even though they if they're going to search Arya's house, the odds of them searching Emily's house are not that unlikely.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or her locker.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cut to Byron, snooping around in Arya's bedroom, he picks up the Sherwood Anderson book, flips through it, but never happens to see the the one incriminating page where it's signed by Ezra. Uh, but then Ella catches him and she's not cool with this. And so they basically have the fight that's been brewing where him not trusting Arya really like it it, it un like, uncontrollably brings up their own trust issues with each other, you know. And Ella's like, it's like Ella can't really help playing the card, even though she's not trying to, about how he was stepping out on her.
1: Yeah, she's not. Well, he he takes it there. Really, yeah, he takes it her. there, and
0: she's just like, well, I didn't really play that card, but you know. I mean, she's
1: kind of still referring to just them in general, but, uh, you know, Byron plays this, this card of like, well, no, you didn't catch me snooping. I mean, and he is snooping through his daughter's room, you know, as you do. Mm-hmm. And he, and I love that the, the, in the parlance of the show, he zones in right in on that copy of Winesburg, Ohio, like immediately. He just goes yeah. right after that book, but. Byron, you know, once he gets caught, he's like, "Well, you didn't catch me snooping through Arya's room. You caught me standing in the middle of her room being a concerned, worried parent." And Ella, of course, he's poking and prying, but Ella has the great line that if she's keeping secrets, it's because she learned it from us.
0: And Byron's like, "Well, what is that supposed to mean?" And she's like, "I think he fucking know."
1: Yeah, dick. Mm-hmm. Um, just real quick, we'll get into this later, but there is a bit when Ari and Emily are talking about, uh, and they have, like, Ari just handed over her Ezra back, and the girls look over, like, their little outside lunchroom quad yeah, area yeah. of the school, and they see Caleb standing next to, like, a column having a very tense conversation. Yeah, like, I've so, got like,
0: that like, under Hannah's well, bit.
1: Well, I just want to, real quick, this is, before we get into the, what that conversation entails, mm-hmm. just the, the Ari and Emily factor, they go and literally stand on the other side of the column. Well, it's they do the thing.
0: Big. They do the thing where they rotate around the column as he walks by.
1: But for the most of it, they're they're pretty blatantly, you know, visible. Like they, it might have been more believable if the two of them had like one of those bushes that just moves <laughs> along the lawn.
0: <laughs> that would be perfect for Arya.
1: Yeah. Um. So, anyways, sorry. Backing backing up to that conversation with Arya or Ella and Byron.
0: Um. They begin my- to fight. And then yeah. uh Ella has a line where it's like you can't even agree that we're fighting when we obviously are. And then of course, like Mike shows up out of nowhere and, and does his like whole sulk thing where he's just like, ah, oh, and like, you know, wanders off like a bitch.
1: Yeah, he's just like, ah, oh, my parents are the worst. Punk rock.
0: hmm Um Later he confronts Arya and he's like like you need to dump like this like boyfriend, whoever it is, or just like a lie about it like you always used to do. <laughs> yeah <laughs> interesting what What does that mean yeah. um uh, because uh her Arya's boyfriend is causing drama with her parents and so mike is pissed but
1: well and again i know we're like we're on the fringes of talking about the hannah part but uh prior to that there is a moment when Arya and emily are talking about something bad's happened to hannah and and emily being classic emily is wondering why would a certain person target hannah for all this and Arya, I just love that Arya's line is, because she's the one who wasn't seeing anybody. <laughs> like that's why Hannah has to suffer romantic betrayal. And then Arya makes a, a comment when she looks over and sees, uh, okay, I don't remember, I don't think the girls know about Paige's sexuality at this point, right?
0: I don't believe so.
1: So Aria at one point looks over at Paige talking with Sean, which we'll get into. I know we're jumping mm. ahead. And she instantly says basically that she should find herself a beard. She mm-hmm. should find herself a guy that she can just tell her parents will be her boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, just because she referred to it as a beard. And it's just fascinating that Arya looks over at Paige and Sean, <laughs> and that's what she thinks of. And then Emily kind of gives her this off the cuff thing about like how lying, you know, leads to shit happening. And is just like, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> and then five seconds later, Mike comes in and he's just like, you're always lying. Just do some more of that. Yeah. <laughs> and if you read between the lines of this like sibling situation, Aria sounds like a real sociopath.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Cause, Cause when Mike basically tells her that she's, he doesn't really say she's an accomplished liar, just that she's a consistent liar. Like she doesn't ever like, how dare you? Or that's not true. Or I misunderstood. She kind of just, accepts it.
0: hmm. Um, so ultimately mom's not coming over for dinner after all, and it's all Arya's fault for having a pretend boyfriend who's actually not a pretend boyfriend.
1: Uh Byron is still a really bad liar and Mike continues to be super pissed at Arya.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about Hannah. She's got a lot to do here. Oh Hannah. Making breakfast for Caleb.
1: No, Caleb's making breakfast for her.
0: Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah,
1: this is this is the switch around. This is when Caleb's like the professional or man around the house. He's making breakfast for her and Hannah's on the phone, like getting dirt in the Spencer situation.
0: But she also she packs it up for him, puts it in his bag, and as she's doing so, yeah. happens to see a this weird little like present. It's some sort of like owl jewelry it looks like an owl It's some sort of jewelry or something like that. Yeah. Uh so she takes a picture of it and then at school she talks to the girls about it, shows them the picture and how she You know, she put it back where it was because she assumed it's a present for her that Caleb hasn't given her yet. And the owls are, like, symbolic of them banging in the woods their first time.
1: Yeah. Time they went out to Uh, pretend to be homeless people and banged.
0: A lot of great expressions on uh, Emily and Arya's faces as they listen to her, you know, recount how magical her first time was. Arya manages to be, like, half sincere for a second.
1: Well, Arya you could read some of her expressions as just like, oh Hannah, that's cute.
0: It's like you could say she's being sincere, you could say she's being mildly patronizing, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. She's really feigning interest at one point.
0: Um It's like maybe she sort of half means it.
1: What I found fascinating is that if I remember correctly from last week's episode, Hannah makes this offhand comment about the sound of an owl. And that's the sound that an owl makes as they're swooping in for the kill. Mm Mm-hmm. Aria mentions roughly the same thing about owls and their prey, <laughs> which I thought was fascinating. Um, that's because
0: Aria's a she knows about it, well, and she's also and Hannah. she's also Hannah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we discover that <laughs> maybe Hannah that's why Caleb, she's so
0: patronizing about Hannah's sex life. It's yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's cute. You think you're real?
1: Yeah. Hannah and Caleb haven't uh, haven't fucked since he officially moved in, but they've definitely made plans to knock boots again.
0: Uh, teenager fuck plans. Good, yeah. Times. Yeah. Good times, Good um, times. they look over and they see that Sean is starting to like make some time. You know, Sean, her her gay ex boyfriend, is making some time with Paige, and Hannah's just like, "I don't give a fuck. I just got laid," you know. Yeah, yeah. Hannah is positively glowing, but mm-hmm. Hannah
1: curses herself. I mean, she has she has hefty. Hannah has some uh, hefty hubris mm-hmm. because she actually says. Everyone should be as happy as I am. And in my notes, <laughs> I just wrote down, shut the fuck up, Hannah.
0: <laughs> and then she starts practicing making surprised faces for when Caleb gives her the owl thing.
1: Oh, it's such a Hannah thing.
0: And so, of course, later on, Emily and Arya over here, Caleb, he's talking on the phone, arguing with someone. He says things like, I don't think she is who you say she is. Don't call her that. And then eventually he says, I'm living with her now. Or, you know, like it becomes clear he's talking about Hannah. Right. Uh, And so they run to tell Hannah and Hannah, like, she really does not want to hear it. She's like, I'm sure it's not like what you guys said. You didn't like, there's, there's more to this than you understand. Like, it's not like that, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, it can't be true. Not after we dot, dot, dot.
1: Yeah. She's basically saying that that she's positive Caleb's a good guy because he laid her real good.
0: Well, not just that, but like, you know, they've told each other personal things and it, it just can't be true.
1: Also, he put his wiener in her vagina.
0: Arya's willing to back down here because she knows her other, you know, she knows well, her limits. Emily, because she's channeling Spencer, is like, no, we need the truth.
1: Well, meanwhile, Spencer's just like, let's chillax here, babes. Like, maybe we're just being a tad bit paranoid. And then the fucking Jenna thing walks past the owl oh, necklace.
0: Before we get that, I just want a couple notes here. Uh, they think Emily's theory is that Caleb's still with somebody else and he hasn't broken up through yet. I just want to point out, Spencer Hastings says, says to Hannah, maybe we're being a little bit paranoid. Spencer Hastings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, I don't even have a good analogy for that, but when Spencer tells you you're being a little bit paranoid, maybe it's time to chill the fuck out.
1: There's a couple of things where Spencer has, has has dropped some serious wisdom in this episode. And Spencer's not in a good place. No. But Spencer's <laughs> not in a good place, and she's dropping wisdom? Fuck. When but Spencer
0: yeah. tells you you're being paranoid, you're probably being paranoid. Because Spencer's insane.
1: Yeah, recognize.
0: But of course, yeah, Jenna goes walking right by, wearing the owl thing around her neck. Oh, shit. And has just like, uh, gut punch. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so, but real quick again about Spencer, the, li- the liars are discussing this later on and, uh, Spencer immediately drops that Caleb plus Jenna equals a, yes, because she, she's Spencer and because she always has a suspect and because we just found out at the start of this episode, she likes her fucking math.
0: Mm-hmm. She likes dealing in abstracts. Uh, There's an interesting scene where Aria is trying to console Hannah. She's somewhat devastated, even though she doesn't really know what's going on. Aria's over there consoling, and then she returns to Spencer and Emily. This like this episode really like works well for my theory about uh, Hannah and Emily and Aria and Spencer. Mm-hmm. Um, so she returns to Spencer, and Emily is basically just like, "I'll show myself out," you know. Like she mentioned something about how she like she'll kill Caleb if he's like stepping out on her. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Really?" And she's like, "Well, no, not really. Just I gotta go. And, like pieces yeah. out." Yeah. And so then it's it's just. Aria and Spencer standing there watching Hannah.
1: Um, so at one point, because of seeing the Jenna thing, like with an owl necklace, Hannah decides to leave Caleb a note. It's basically just like, we got to talk. She she writes down a note rather than, you know, like texting the cyber wolf. She handwrites
0: a note. Oh, well, because he's it, not responding to her text.
1: Uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah.
0: Oh, puts but, it in his locker. Huh. Before we get there, though, there is a scene where Spencer is going through the quad or she's not really going through the quad she's looking for jenna comes across jenna thing and she's about to like confront jenna because that's the kind of person spencer is she does not let shit lie um and then she sees jenna like pull the owl thing off and it, and it turns out it's a usb drive that she plugs into her computer yeah and so then she has to run and tell uh, spencer about, or uh, hannah about that because yeah I always love when Spencer spies on Jenna because she always feels like super it's like the blind lady can't see you. But it's like Spencer always senses that, you know, Jenna can somehow sense her.
1: Well, in that scene, they really tease that well, because, you know, for the most part of the episode, you're like, OK, well, Jenna's clearly blind. She can't see Spencer at all. And then there's this kind of thing where it's like where she kind of looks like right where Spencer mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. like half a second after Spencer walks away. It's very it, it's good. But, uh, so, yeah, Hannah leaves the cyber wolf a note in his locker. Then she decides that she wants to retrieve the note. But, like, how do you get back in the locker? But then it occurs to her, she'll try the 214 as Caleb's locker combination. Oh, shit. That's yeah, the way it option. works.
0: Well, and also, she, a brief line of dialogue after Spencer gave her the, the 411 on Han- and Jenna there. Uh, Hannah says, you don't know what it'll, what it'll mean if this is true. Because... Uh, yeah. She like literally just like lost her V card to this guy, and now that rug's about to get pulled out from under her.
1: Well, and with all her frustrations built up from trying to do it with Sean, like this mm-hmm. has become a part of her identity in a big way.
0: Yeah. So she she finds Caleb at home, and they have an argument where he says Caleb basically says that Jenna was paying him to get it get get in good with the girls and get some info. And at first, he thought it was just some bitchy girl drama, but then she started asking for stuff he wasn't comfortable with. And then at the same time, things were developing between her and Hannah, and so he's kind of just trying to, like, let it ride there and, like, break it off with Jenna. Uh, and, and, and like, he says he gave her some bad information on the USB drive because she wanted phone logs and, and, like, he didn't do it. But Hannah is basically like, sorry, you've been spying on me. <laughs> Fuck off, you know.
1: Yeah, well, she's she's both angry and vindictive, but she's also just crushed.
0: Yeah, crushed and betrayed. And so he leaves. Mm-hmm. Poor Hannah. Yeah, poor
1: Hannah. Um. So yeah. Oh God, I'm gonna let you. I know you want to tackle it. Oh so yeah. The next day, Hannah is talking to Ari and Emily in the girls' bathroom, and they bring back this girls' bathroom set from the previous episode, which it's like a really creepy set. The way they they frame some of the shots, very, of people. very in the small mirror. tiles. I
0: yeah. Guess. Yeah.
1: yeah, so the the girls are talking about Kayla in the girl's bathroom. When well, then who should walk in but the fucking Jenna thing?
0: Jenna thing walks in, and Aria's just like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. So they're about to leave, but then Hannah's just like, no, no, I want to talk to her. And so she, Jenna's at the sink. Hannah walks back to her. And Jenna senses somebody's there, so she turns around and she's like, yeah. And then Hannah slaps the fucking shit out of her.
1: She slaps that bitch's fucking sunglasses off.
0: Slaps the glasses right off her face. This is one of my favorite scenes in the show. It's super intense, and it's so fucked up. Well, let me and just you
1: know go on, go on, go on. Sorry,
0: I was gonna say it's it's in this exact moment when she knocks those glasses off, and you you've seen Jenna's eyes once before, but this is the first time you really see them. Well, mm. and they're they're sort of like. Like, red and like, you know, like they look like they still may be slightly injured. Um, and then Jenna just starts crying. Yeah. And like, you, there's this moment where you're like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe the girls aren't the heroes of this show. Yeah. Maybe they're the villains, you know? And then you're like, maybe Jenna isn't actually like a creepy, like blind sorceress. Maybe she's just some scared girl who's been like trying to fight back against bullies in the only way she knows how. And Hannah yeah. just knocked her fucking glasses off her face. Who then and then she picks them up, walks over, gets Jenna's hand, puts the glasses in her hand, and says, "This is Hannah, in case you couldn't guess." Yeah. And Jenna just like she just like cries in the bathroom, and they all leave her alone. The other two liars that should be mentioned, Arya and Emily, are pretty shocked by this.
1: Yeah. Um, there before the the slap actually happens, there's this very strange CGI shot of Hannah's face reflected in Jenna's sunglasses. It's like clearly yeah. not like a natural effect they caught the reflection. Like it's, it's clearly like computer Hmm. manipulated, but uh, I just want to say real quick, my favorite R Kelly video of all time is the one where it's absolutely ridiculous story where R Kelly is like sleeping with his boss's like girlfriend. And eventually his boss played by Mr. Big Ron Isley figures out and, you know, has his goons like beat the fuck out of R Kelly, drives him out in the middle of the desert, leaves him there. And then bends over his body and says, I did this to you, motherfucker. I did this to you. This is what Hannah does to her.
0: Oh, and it's to me. This is where the show really levels up. Uh, it it goes to the level which it it now exists at. I mean, it maybe it might have reached one higher level, but um, this is where it, this is like the growing the beard moment for the show. Um, where it's presented to you with these characters you've you've been following as a protagonist for so long, and then you realize that they're capable of doing monstrous things.
1: Well, and for the past two or three acts of the show we're sitting here watching the evolution of hefty Hannah into like fragile, sad, broken hearted Hannah. Mm-hmm. And we find out that no, she's got edges. She has sharp edges, especially when she's backed into a corner and she's feeling hurt. And she's, I mean, she's a real, dare I say, nuanced person. You know, there's like you said, there's ugliness to this.
0: Well, and all this time, Jenna was like the, the creepy villain to them when really it's like, Oh, well that, that was all just a facade. And that was her armor. And that she's, She's just a scared girl who cries when you, like, slap her glasses off her face. You know, she doesn't even know who it was when it happens. Like, it's, yeah, it's pretty horrible what they do to her.
1: Yeah, there's potentially, like, a whole other narrative mm-hmm. to what's going on here.
0: In yeah. Jenna's world, these awful girls and their ringleader, Allison, blinded her for no reason at all, other than that they didn't like her, apparently. Yeah. yeah. And and now they won't stop fucking with her.
1: Yeah. And she's trying to get to the bottom of, of whatever they're up to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean there's the a, a lesser show stuff, the adventures of Jenna.
0: A lesser show would have just had like had her play it like sneering and like, you know, uh kind of oh, what would the word be for that? Twirling her uh,
1: mustache.
0: Yeah, like just uh
1: boarding her villainous over them.
0: Yeah, and just defiant, you know, showing a puppy, just being defiant about it, you know, like oh that's not going to stop me or whatever. But instead, Jenna just cries because that's that's what would probably happen in real life. Exactly. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. So later, back at the Marin household, uh, Ashley's upstairs and she hears Hannah crying in her room, and Ashley asks, uh, you know, hey, I noticed that Caleb's stuff is gone, and Hannah's just like, yeah, he took off, and Ashley she knows that her daughter's heartbroken. She doesn't quite know the details yet, but she's like, well, can I come in? And Hannah lies and says, no, she needs to take a bath. And she just cries harder.
0: Yeah. Hannah's playing it cool. And Ashley seems to know that Hannah needs to, like, she knows Hannah's like not actually fine, but she's like, it's an interesting shot of her at the door, kind of just like running it over in her head before she leaves her alone. You know,
1: Dare would you say that, uh, the show relies on a lot of uh, gaslighting.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: Uh, and then there's Emily.
0: Yeah, let's talk about Emily. She's decidedly nonplussed about Paige spending time with uh, Sean.
1: Would you say that? I took it more as she's a little bit she's been a little tinge of uh, dare I say jealousy or something? Like It feels like,
0: that, like it Paige falls under the plus category. Like I wouldn't that. say she's outright jealous. She's just kind of like huh, you know, isn't that interesting?
1: Emotional reaction to be decided, yeah. Yeah.
0: Later on, Sean finds Emily and asks about Paige, and at first he thinks that Emily's, like, kind of brushing him off because she's on Team Hannah, and then Emily's like, no, seriously, like, you know, Hannah doesn't give a shit. She just got fucked by her new boyfriend, you know. Uh, And she says, as to Paige, we swim on the same team, and Sean does not pick up on what that means at all.
1: Well, yeah, Sean is like this, you know, smitten, young homosexual man who's pretending to be straight. And he's just like, oh, I have so many questions about Paige. Like, does she have a penis? (laughs) Because I'd really like... Let me just say real quick, Paige and Sean, could there be more of an ugh couple?
0: Oh, yeah, God. I mean, they're perfect beards for each other.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're the kind of couple that if they really dated, like, they'd wear, like, matching identical outfits. And those identical outfits would include vests. Um but yeah, so Paige and Sean are gonna go on like a group date. And again, it's like my question is like, is Emily jealous? She maybe doesn't even know herself. But well,
0: uh, Emily eventually seeks Paige out herself and Paige is like, Oh yeah, you know, it's kinda weird. We're gonna go on a group date, and Emily's like, Well that's not really the weird part, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and Paige is like, What do you mean? Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> Uh, Page is essentially just willing to keep up appearances for now. Uh they're perfect beards for each other even though she doesn't know that Sean is gay. Sean doesn't know himself yet. But um that's,
1: that's happening off screen.
0: And it's Emily's definitely bothered by the Paige thing, even though it's not real. Like
1: Can I just say real quick, there's another narrative this show where like uh like late at night when it's raining, like Nolcon like after practice is like getting in his car and like Sean comes running up to him. And like Sean's just like it's so easy for you, no con, and no con's like what are you talking about? Like nothing's easy for me. I'm no con. <laughs> and then Sean will like kiss him and be like, don't tell. <laughs> and, like jump out of the car.
0: I like it. That could be a whole spinoff.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, like I mean, there's a lot of things where they're just kind of like shoving things in Emily's face. Like one point, she steps into that creepy bathroom set, and uh Paige, and, like one of her friends, are talking about Sean and like what a catch he is. Well, and it's what? it's so fake, and yet it still bothers Emily. Yeah. Um, at one point later on, like Emily looks over again, and, like Paige and Sean are together with a bunch of their friends, and surprising no one, Paige and Sean's like mutual friends are fucking nerds.
0: Of course they are. Yeah,
1: just fucking
0: nerds. Uh, so I that- thought it was interesting that later on, uh, Arya has to talk to Emily when Hannah's unavailable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Emily gets a text message because Paige is still creeping, just like a Melissa, Melissa Etheridge song. You know, text message in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, Emily lets her into her room, and Paige gets all weird. Like, do you notice the look on Paige's face when she lets she goes into the room and she's like staring around, like awestruck at Emily's room? Paige is creepy. Like, take Paige it down, take s- it down a notch, Paige. Yeah, she's like, you're not hungry. about to fuck or anything. Relax.
1: Well, like, Paige is like. In the back of her mind, you can tell she's thinking about how she's, like, steel pair of, like, Emily's panties.
0: Exactly. She's that sort of person. Yeah, she's um, creepy. So she uh, says that the date went fine with Sean until he kissed her, and then she realized what a fucking phony goldbreaker she was. Um, and she thinks Emily's fearless for coming out, and Emily's just like, not exactly how I see it, yeah. but, you know, I'm out now, so fuck it. Uh, and then they make out a little.
1: Yeah. Yeah, on the window seat.
0: Mm-hmm. Not a ton of Emily this week. Uh, really heavy on the Hannah, Spencer, and Ari stories, obviously. So not a not a bunch for Emily to do. Spencer. Yeah. Then we get to Spencer. Spencer's um, outfit and the kind of second scene at school. She's wearing a beret and a shirt with red and white horizontal stripes on it.
1: My my note here. Uh, well, my my first two notes are that Spencer comes to school because it's better than being at home, which is you know rough, but mm-hmm. it's a Spencer thing. Um and then I wrote there's only one flaw to Spencer Hastings hats.
0: Yeah. The Spencer she her mom told her that the cops were just searching her stuff to rattle her, but yeah. they might search the other liars stuff too, so FYI. Um it's not that the cops are just junking
1: Spencer's room just to fuck with her.
0: Yeah. Later on you see her deleting all of her email from the liars. I thought it was funny.
1: Starting a Hannah
0: Toby shows up and he has like you know like two ounces of manliness to him where he gets to say like the cops are watching you i recognize all their cars because he used to watch me yeah and Toby he has, has all
1: the unmarked police cars in town
0: yeah of course he does and he has her make them some coffee to take to them to show that she's not intimidated and i like that she says but i am <laughs> you know? yeah and he's like well you know you gotta or do they, it anyway
1: that's they, they, such a, like they really have a good like consistent handle on spencer at least i feel that way because Mm. there was that bit last week where like the dad like has that throwaway line of like we think you should talk to someone about your feelings and she's like i feel scared (laughs) but yeah i wrote my notes toby is really the last person that spencer should be seen with right now like absolutely sure definitely but then like five minutes later spencer's kind of just like why don't you get the fuck out of here
0: like this is not Good. Well, I just want to point out, he asked, you got any coffee made? And she says, yeah, always. Because Spencer yeah. always has coffee made. Because <laughs> 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 she lives on caffeine.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I, one interesting thing I want to point out about Spencer's storyline in this episode. People keep asking her, why do the cops, you know, why did they search your house? Spencer can't actually say the words of why. She can't say they think I killed Allison. She's incapable of saying that. Because she did. <laughs> She's going to throw out that tying into my theory. I, I think the reason Spencer can't actually make herself say it, even though she's asked you several times and she also has to kind of suggest it so somebody else can say it, is because there is some guilt there. Could be. Um, so Spencer
1: thinks that the driver of the car that Allison got into that night that she disappeared or died... Is Ian. Um, is Ian. that the, the car that Toby saw, but he never saw the driver. And so... Like I said, at one point, Spencer basically says, "Like, well, why don't you get out of here? Well, a couple, and- a
0: couple bits with Toby. One, Toby, she's talking about how uh, like she lied to the cops, and that's why the cops are all up her ass. And Toby says, big deal. People lie to cops all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then she's like, well, maybe you should get the fuck out of here. And he's just like, no, I'm sticking around.
1: Well, yeah, it's very strange. It's like, Spencer, she's just grasping, like, how Toby's presence really hurts her case, really hurts her credibility. But she's also like all the enough being very protective of him. Like Toby, Mm -hmm. like you just got cleared of a murder charge. You shouldn't be seen around me, the new suspect. And Toby being this dopey, creepy, lame guy, it's just kind of like whenever people see me, Spencer, they cross the fucking street. Like (laughs) who, who else are you and I going to hang out
0: with, you know, but each other, um, and they have another scene later. It's a, an interesting scene where they're kind of lying, like By leaned fire. up, leaned up against the couch in front of the fire, uh, just kind of lying there. They eventually start holding hands. That song that I know most from Juno, but I'm sure it's in other stuff. Um, it's that mm-hmm. "Come with Me" like old. It's like an old '50s song. Yeah. Um, it's it's a good scene here where she. Toby's kind of, like, uh, expressing some guilt, and she's just like, it's the other way around, Toby. We happened to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah so he, she's telling him about the Hannah situation, which is such a, it's like, even though they're holding hands in the scene they, like, kiss in the previous episode, these two really are, like, on the fringes of, like, a new romance mm-hmm. because this is what you do. You're trying to indoctrinate the, the other person into, like, your world, basically, like, your friends and the, their drama. And she's telling him all about this Hannah situation, which to, I can't imagine how little Toby cares, yeah. especially what he's been through in his life. But uh, well, it called
0: like, Jenna though, so that's where yeah. where he comes. Well,
1: and in. she says, like, she's like, I, I don't know why you would even care about this. I don't know why you're listening to me. And he's like, well, I'm kind of part of what happened to her. And then Spencer interjects, of no, it's the other way around, Toby. We happened to you. Yeah.
0: Well, don't these two in their kind of budding romance here feel so much more? Uh, Legit than the whole Alex thing. I mean, I know we harp about this a lot, but like these scenes feel like how a Spencer romance would go. She's not fucking salsa dancing with some poor kid at the uh, the club.
1: Yeah, the club kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Just, I'm fascinated by like the weird. There's times when like the Hastings household is like Grand Central Station. There's mm-hmm. always somebody there, or like Ian will just float in drinking <laughs> evil milk, but like toby's been hanging out for a while they're in the living room they've got a fire going See, i don't
0: think it's the living room i think it's like the family room or something i feel like there's another room that's a living room
1: either way well it's it's the other
0: room yeah it's the only
1: it's the only room other I feel than like this room house could have seat. like
0: two kitchens for all we know
1: yeah but i mean like like that kitchen and like the living room-esque like set that they use constantly but there's a fire going mm-hmm a very romantic Spencer's like, gotta, setup
0: it's romantic without like hitting you over the head with it like it's not mm-hmm. it isn't like totally cheesy or anything they're just sitting in front of the fire right and they're not holding the hands at first their hands kind of find each other after a while um, but
1: uh it, it's interesting because toby's this kind of dopey guy who has really nothing going on he's a rebel without a clue as we've said mm-hmm. who like he he obviously tried to run away you know episode, a few episodes previous And Spencer then tells this kind of adorably, like, youthful Spencer story about how... It's, like, like, adorable
0: and, like, sort of awful at the same time. It's
1: terrible, yeah. He's like, haven't you ever wanted to run away, or haven't you ever run away? And she she, she ran away once when she was seven. She and Melissa had an argument, some kind of ridiculous thing. And her parents took Melissa's side. So Spencer, like, she packed herself up a tuna salad sandwich and went to the movies. Um and then afterwards she got lonely and she decided to go back home and so toby was like well what did your parents think and spencer says that her parents never even noticed that she was
0: gone yeah which is so depressing yeah and spencer i feel like in this moment spencer is beginning to discover her own human emotions you know yeah like she's she's been operating as like just like the smarty pants hastings girl for so long and now she's finally starting to get a little bit reflective about who she is as a person mm-hmm. and it's and it's almost as though she noticed for the first time how weird it is that her parents didn't even notice she was gone yeah and how
1: sad it is mm-hmm. um and that that sadness has kind of informed her her hard edges mm-hmm. which is again i mean it's, it's interesting because like you had like uh, like fragile hannah who's actually got claws you know that cat's got claws yeah. And then you've got Spencer, who's like you know tough as nails at times, and you see that like a certain chotted sadness kind of. Well, she's her. Um, oh, I'm saying
0: you can almost say she's brittle, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's very hard, but she will break.
1: Yeah. So Den Toby says, you know, basically like call me up if you decide to run away again, and it's the dopey kind of young love thing where he's is he saying you know like you decide to run away again, like I'll come with you, or is he saying if you decide to run away again, like I'll ground you, you know, I'll let you mm-hmm. know. You know what's real and why you should say, but yeah, they hold hands. Um, later, Spencer runs into her mom, who's it turns out a super lawyer. And that, I don't
0: know, are we missing a scene here? There's a scene where she's—I don't know—she's been out running or what. Oh, it's later. It's is later. That, okay. All yeah. right. It's yeah, later, I don't think I took um, any notes on that first mom scene.
1: Yeah, it's, it's basically the mom is setting up that she thinks that that. They can get the search warrant and everything that was discovered through the search warrant thrown out, mm-hmm. but Spencer can't quite understand like why she's been targeted by the cops. Um, and it's what what I wrote down in this scene um, as Veronica kind of explains to her why she thinks that it is, mm-hmm. the Hastings family is remarkably cool about the fact that Spencer had a thing with Ian, <laughs> the husband of their other daughter and potential father of their grandchild. Mm-hmm. Like Veronica gives her like lays it out like pretty matter of factly.
0: She basically says, well, cops are, you know, path of least resistance kind of people. You offered up yourself as a, you, you fingered somebody else and then you yourself turned out to be lying. So now they're just going after you. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's after that.
1: Spencer comes home from a jog. She's got her headphones in at first. It's yeah, like so dark.
0: When- it's, it's nighttime. There aren't any lights on in the place. She's walking through that like kind of family room area. When like suddenly there's Ian on the couch, this time not with milk, but with like a cock some sort of like you know Scotch a whiskey cocktail or something, or something. like yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: And it's it's he's sitting there in the dark. Mm-hmm. And ha- they have the creepiest conversation.
0: Well, and he, he has to throw out the like we're family Spencer, I'm trying to help you before it's too late. Yeah.
1: Well, and then uh he basically brings up to her that, you know, he can help her and that she would be smart to run away.
0: Well, no, he doesn't um, exactly say that. He, he says it in a way where he's basically trying to psychologically manipulate her into thinking she should run away. And she intuits this very quickly. And she's like, I know what you're doing. You want me to run away? Cause then I will look guilty. Yeah. And he says, but, when they arrest you, it'll be too late.
1: Well, he basically says her some, something like along the long lines of, um, you know, since we're family, I still will help you, but not, for not much longer. Like, you have a... He basically says, like, you have a window of opportunity that's closing. Mm-hmm. Which is very
0: menacing and well, ominous. He's starting to show some of his cards. For a yeah. long time now, he's just been the extremely creepy dude who's always in her fucking kitchen. You know? But, he, but he's showing his cards. He's saying, when they arrest... He says, when they arrest you, it'll be too late.
1: Which obviously Spencer's got a lot of anxiety on top of her. So she's not at her best, but like, she should really realize that Ian is showing weakness here. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's threatened by Spencer in a serious way. Um, so then there's a very creepy scene where it's like the middle of the night, Spencer's laying in bed and you kind of see this light come on, like the shadow pass over her sleeping body and she wakes up in
0: her room. It's her mom. There's her mom. Yeah. Her mom wakes her up and says that the cops She can probably get that uh, search warrant thrown out, which is good, because the bad news is the cops found something. They found some fibers on Allison's bracelet that Spencer had that matched the sweater from Toby's closet. Mm. And so it appears as though Spencer had that sweater and that maybe she planted that sweater on Toby. Mm -hmm. And maybe the reason she had the sweater is she took it off Allison's body. And even still in this scene, Spencer cannot say... That the cops suspect she killed Allie. Um she she has trouble. Like she's like, why would they think that? Do they think I I you know like? Yeah. Uh, the mob says I believe someone's trying very hard to make it look like you're guilty. So seemingly sure. the mom still has her back, although in a very lawyerly way.
1: Prior to that, though, like
0: Spencer is just
1: absolutely desperate to have her mom believe in her, and for a moment there, it hangs for just a moment. Yeah, it's like is is Veronica not going to back her up? Well, oh and the my. mom
0: doesn't say, I believe you. The mom says, I think someone's going to a lot of trouble to make it look like you're guilty. Yeah. Which is not exactly the same thing as yeah. saying, I believe you, daughter. You know? And then we have an incredibly juicy A tag. This is the greatest, bitchiest A tag we've had so far. Mm-hmm. It's a, a red like glass heart that says Hannah on it. And A takes a hammer to it and it break into pieces, puts the pieces in a box with some glue, and then puts a note in for Hannah that says, Dear Hannah, try putting it back together. Kisses A.
1: Let's let's talk about the what A is given to these, these four girls. Obviously A is like like fucking with Spencer's life in a serious way. Like like Spencer could go to jail or worse because mm-hmm. of what A is doing to her. But the game that A is playing of Hannah is, like, much more fucked up. Like, so Hannah's cruel. not necessarily going to jail. But Wait. Hannah, like, like, like A is, like, literally trying to drive her nuts.
0: You're just <laughs> picturing the, the scene, like, whatever the next episode is, where Hannah gets that package and then, like, eats a shitload of cupcakes. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. This time, not being
0: black or only doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so awful and so mean. This is why, like, A has to be a woman. Like... A guy wouldn't do that.
1: Yeah. But it's, it's very, it's, it's almost perfect though. It's very
0: effective. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like, does, did A somehow arrange that? It, you know, I mean, Caleb basically admitted to it. So who knows, you know, if, yeah. if A was pulling any strings or just being opportunistic and has the opportunity to rub some salt in it, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. We don't know. Yeah.
0: But, uh, this was a, a very fun episode. The oh. Hannah slapping the shit out of Jenna thing is one of my great favorite oh, scenes of That all time. is
1: some next level stuff right there.
0: Yeah. It's really, it, it, it takes the show to a higher level where they're really willing to show you that their own protagonists might not even be the heroes of the show. It's like, here they are doing some pretty horrible things.
1: Well, I think we talked about a few episodes ago the character of Spencer finally becomes the character of Spencer that you're gonna know and love for the rest of the course of the show.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: like with this episode, the rest of the show catches up to Spencer. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Yeah, it's now fully just a dark, twisted show where these liars are not at all innocent people. No. And we
1: have two episodes to go in this first season.
0: And I feel like the the next the title of the next episode could have been the title to this episode because it's such a fantastic title. Yeah, monsters in the end. Because mm-hmm. really, the liars are all monsters in the end. You know? yeah. yeah, in the yeah. end, Hannah slapped the blind woman. Yes,
1: yeah, she did,
0: and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, S one E twenty one, monsters in the end is coming. That's the uh, what would you call that? Penultimate episode of the season. Penultimate episode. Yeah, we're almost there. Almost the end of season one. Feels good. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we'll uh, go ahead and play ourselves out here. We'll talk to you again next week. Yeah, right. Bye.
1: <laughs>